We are in the middle of Yevamos, Samach Be'ez, Amabe'ez 62b, and may our learning act as a merit for the speedy and complete recovery for Abi Chaim ben Chaba. These Gemaras are fascinating Gemaras. Uh, what we've done so far for the last uh, few weeks, and also uh, this coming Gemara, very interesting Gemaras that we've been having uh, during this time, and it continues as well. The, the Gemara says as follows, Masnisen delav Our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yeshua. What does our Mishnah say? It's going back to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says uh, that once a person fulfills the mitzvah of Puruvu, of having children, having a the way we follow a boy and a girl, uh, so then let's say their wife passes away or they get divorced, uh, so then they're allowed to marry somebody who doesn't have the ability to have children um, that would be permissible for them because they already fulfilled the mitzvah. This goes against Rabbi Yeshua, the Tanya, Rabbi Yeshua, Omer. This goes against Rabbi Yeshua because Rabbi Yeshua says, Nelsa Adam Isha Bialdusa, Isa Isha Bisiknuso. If a person marries uh, somebody in his youth, uh, so then he should also marry somebody, and it means specifically, he should also marry somebody uh, when he is older. He shouldn't just marry somebody when they're young, but also when they are older. Hayulo Banam Bialdusa, if he had children when he was young. So then you love Banam Bizignu, so he should continue to have children even if he is older. Meaning there is a mitzvah, even if one already fulfilled the mitzvah of Puravu, on a biblical level, they fulfill the mitzvah of having children, there is still an there is still an aspect to have children beyond that, above and beyond just uh, the regular uh, requirement of a boy and a girl. What's the source for this? Shanamar. As the verse says in Koheles, in the morning you plant your seeds, and in the evening uh, do not re- withhold your hand. You cannot just remove yourself from it, from what you did earlier in life. Because a person doesn't know which one uh, will be uh, proper, will be fit, which child will end up... Uh, being proper, and maybe both, or all of them. Um, and so therefore, you shouldn't just uh, uh, stop and uh, say, I've already had my enough enough children. No, a person should continue to have children. And this is the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, that uh, there is, it's not necessarily a biblical mitzvah, but uh, there is a mitzvah, uh, according to Rabbi Yeshua, to continue to have even more children. And uh, it is true, according to the Allah, when a person, when a family uh, makes decisions about how many children they should have. So it's not just a personal decision, but this is also a halachic decision, which requires uh, going to their their rav to ask about in terms of what's referred to as family planning to figure out, um, you know, many factors to consider to think about um, uh, many different factors that are involved in that in that question. But it is a halachic question. Okay, so the Gemara continues, Rabbi Kiva Omer. Rabbi Kiva says, based off of this verse, that a person cannot just uh, rest and rely on what they did in their youth, but also for the rest of their entire lives, they have to uh, continue to grow um, in terms of, uh, I guess, uh, as a family, which was the topic of Rabbi Shua, but for Rabbi Kiva to grow and spiritually in Torah, and to study Torah. If a person studied Torah in their youth, they have to continue studying Torah in their old age. They have to continue to study Torah as they get older. 
If they had students, if they were a teacher and they had students in their youth, they should continue to have students for the rest of their lives until uh, an older age, based on the same verse. Uh, they, you can't just uh, withhold your hand when you get older, you have to continue to teach. And they have the famous story, the famous story of what happened to the students of Rabbi Akiva of which we mourn between the time period of Pesach and Shavuos. This concept of mourning for the story, we'll see the story in a second, is not quoted in the Gemara, but uh, it started uh, from the time period. Our earliest sources for this is from what's referred to as the Gaonic time period, after the time period of the Gemara. What was the story? Sorry. There were 12,000 pairs. And it phrases specifically as 12,000 pairs of students of Rebekiva and not 24,000 students. Because Rebekiva knew, according to some, that there was a problem here. They didn't treat each other properly. They all wanted to study Torah. They all wanted to delve into the study of Torah, but they weren't treating each other properly. And so he, he specifically paired them together, that he wanted them to be 12,000 pairs, but still, they didn't give each other proper honor. By a Olam... And so therefore they die. They all die during one period. And the world was desolate of Torah. Because Rabbi Kiva's students, they were the next, they were going to transmit the Torah to the next generation. They all died. Everyone was giving up. It was the end. And these were all of Rabbi Kiva's students. So what did Rabbi Kiva do in his older age? After they all died, he started with a new group. And he taught them, but it was a group not of 24,000 students, but it was a group of five. Why did they all die? Was it necessary for them to all die? Uh, such a severe punishment uh, because they didn't treat each other properly? The answer is, it, this wasn't just, uh, it's, first of all, it's bad to not treat each other properly, but um, it, uh, it wasn't about a single individual. These were people who were the transmitters of Torah for the next generation, and they were worked. And the whole the whole Misora, the whole transmission of the Torah to the next generation was in danger of being uh, tainted. And so therefore they all had to die and we had to start anew. We had to start anew with these five students. Who were these five students? Rameir, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Azar ben Shemua. Vehem, hem, hemidu Torah. And it's because of these five students that Torah continued to exist till today. That they were the ones who were able to then transmit uh, that Torah to the next uh, generation. Um, so Tana the Brisa says Kula mesu mi Pesach what was this time period that these di- that they died they died from the time between Pesach and Shavuos and some explain that it's uh, not just by chance uh, but because this time period between Pesach and Shavuos is where we focus on the receiving of the Torah and Shavuos is when, when we receive the Torah Pesach is when the Jews left Egypt and we reenact that every year and we go through that process every year where we have to re-accept upon ourselves the Torah on Shavuos. And Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. Before we receive the Torah, we first have to work on our character. And so we have to focus on that and improve it during this time specifically. And so therefore it's a focus during this time. And as we pointed out before, um, there are also customs of mourning that uh, developed uh, for this time period as well. Um, the says, They all had the same illness when they died. Mahi, what was that? Some throat ailment. That's what caused them to die because they did not use their throat properly. 
They didn't use their throat properly. They taught, spoke negatively towards each other. They didn't treat each other with proper uh, kavod, with proper respect, because they, and therefore they, it was their throat which was impacted by this. The Gemara now concludes, Amar of Masa, this part of the Gemara, we will continue. Amar of Masa, Halacha Kirby Yeshua. Masa says that we follow, the Halacha follows the position of Rabbi Yeshua. After a quote of the entire Brisek, quoted Rabbi Yeshua, who says, yeah, a person has to continue having children, uh, even in their older age. And a person, then it quotes Rabbi Kiva, who says that a person has to continue studying Torah and having students until they're, they're old, for their, for their entire lives. So after it quotes the entire Brisa, with the whole story, says we follow the halacha of Rabbi Yeshua. We do follow, the halacha follows Rabbi Yeshua. And a person should try to have more kids than just a boy and a girl if it is possible. If it is possible, so then they should they should try. The Gemara now continues. Now that we had this whole topic about uh, marriage, we saw that in the Mishnah and a little bit with Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua also says that if a person was married in their younger years, they should also get married when they are older. So the Gemara now goes through different aspects of marriage, different very interesting aspects of marriage. Um, so let's go. Let's go through these. Amar Rabbi Tanachum, Amar Rabbi Chanilai. Rabbi Chanilai says as follows: Kol Adam she'in lo isha, a person who is not married, shari below simcha, below bracha, below tova, is left without complete happiness. Is left without a blessing because the wife brings blessing into the home. And without tova, without goodness, how do we know this? Below simcha, it's without happiness. It says that you should be happy, you should rejoice, you and your house, your household. Your The wife is specifically referred to as the house, but and the entire family. That's what causes increased simcha, increased happiness. This even potentially could have halachic ramifications because uh, it's quoted that uh, in order to duchen, in order to, for the kohanim to bless the congregation, to bless the people, they have to be in a state of simcha. One could also only give a blessing when they're in a state of simcha and a state of happiness. And so the Beis Yosef, one of the uh, uh, halachic authorities, uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch, before, but, but in, in, in the Beis Yosef, in a different book, he writes that uh, there are those that say that if you are single, so then you should not bless the people because you are not in this higher state of happiness. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch ends up saying that we don't follow this opinion. We do not follow this opinion, but uh, it is brought down as, as as an opinion and it is a discussion. Uh, but uh, it ha- potentially has halachic ramifications. Below Tova, it's without blessing. Uh, to bring bracha into the home. Um, below Tova. So that's without blessing, without Tova, without goodness, that if you don't have you don't have. Based on the verse that we had earlier, that uh, it says with regards to Adam that it's not good for him to be alone; that it brings goodness into his life. In Israel, they said two more, uh, not just these three, but two more below Torah, below Chama. That if you are not married, so then you don't have Torah; you don't have the right, proper Torah perspective. That when you study Torah, you are missing something because you're missing something in that. Perspective, you are not shalim for all these. It, it's about shlemus. It's causing you to be complete, and these are all ramifications of being complete. You don't have that completeness, and so therefore your Torah is somewhat lacking. Dechsev ha'im ein Ezra see. If I don't have my Azer, my wife who's there to help me, so then uh, wisdom is left out for me. I don't have wisdom below choma, and it's also without a wall, without protection. The wife provides. The protection, which is why uh, some suggest uh, 
Um, she walks around uh, at a wedding. The bride walks around the groom. The kala walks around the chassan because she is protecting him. And also there's a custom that she buys the talis for him, uh, his talis, because the talis is a symbol of protection as well. Um, and so she is his protection. That the uh, female surrounds the male and protects protects her husband. Two, uh, one more. Rava Barula Omar Rav Barula says below Shalom, and you are also without Shalom. You are without peace. And you should know that there is peace in your tent. And you should visit your uh, your home, and you will not sin. That there is peace in the home, and that by being married, we have all these things. We have. You're without, uh, if you're not married, you don't have it. Simcha, happiness, blessing, uh, goodness. Uh, we had, you're without Torah, you are without protection. And then the sixth one is that you are without shalom. You are without a sense of being in a state of peace. Um, and the tour, later on, he adds a seventh. And he says it's without below dira. You are without a home. It's like you're without a home. And some of the commentators explain specifically how there are seven here. We also know that at a wedding there are sheva brachos. There are seven blessings at a wedding, and how the different blessings actually connect uh, to these different seven um, attributes and uh, seven ramifications for uh, being married for that transition to uh, marriage. And so it describes how beautiful it is to to be married and um, what one brings into their lives. When they get married, so the Gemara now continues. Amar Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Kol Ayadei Beishtoshi Rishmaim Ve'Ena Pokta Nikrachota. Anybody who knows that his wife is has has a sense of awe um, of of God, Ve'Ena Pokta, and he does not pokade. What exactly does Pokta mean? Uh, is a dispute whether it means that uh, he does not have marital relations with her, or whether it just doesn't show interest in her, does not uh, appreciate her, does not is not involved with her, give her a proper attention, is viewed as a sinner. And the reason why we're bringing this up is based on the last verse that we had. This is all based on the same verse that we're quoting, that you should know that there's peace in your tent and that you should visit your, your home um, and you will not sin. And that a person has to visit their home, meaning they have to provide proper attention. According to Rashi, it's that it's referring to specifically uh, marital relations. Uh, and uh, if you do not do that, you're viewed as a sinner that you have to provide, uh, the husband has a responsibility to provide uh, for his wife. Uh, according to Rashi, in this context, it's within a, in a, in a, with regards to the marital relations. According to others, it's about providing proper attention, that you should give attention to your wife. For Amr Rishub and Levi, Rishub and Levi also says, When a person is going out on a trip, if they have a trip to go on to, so then a person should, according to Rashi, they have an obligation to have marital relations before they go on a trip. Uh, based on the same verse, according to others, it's referring to specifically giving proper attention because uh, as the Gemara will soon in the next line explain, this is because uh, when you're leaving, both the husband and the wife, it's uh, it's sad to leave. They have to leave because there's a business trip, but it's sad to leave. And so you have to give attention before you leave. Uh, according to Rashi, it's within marital relations. According to other, Again, according to others, uh, it's just providing proper attention. You have to be in tune with the expectations of your wife, of what, when she needs what she needs. 
Mehoch, and that's from comes from this Gemara. Hamehoch nafka, mehosam nafka. The Gemara asks, why do I need that verse of Yadata Kishel Malecha that you should know that there's peace in your home and uh, you have to visit, you have to give proper attention? There's a different verse, Valishiyach Tishukasech, that she will desire her husband. That when she has a desire for her husband, so then the husband has a responsibility to fulfill those desires. And when he's leaving, when he's going on a on a trip, so then that's that's a clear time where uh, she will have those uh, feelings of of missing him when she goes when he goes away, and so therefore right before he goes, so then there's this stronger desire uh, to be connected with each other. So why do I need one verse over the other verse? So Amar of Yosef Levesta, because it's referring to a time period specifically. Uh, where it is also Samach Levesta, which is referring to Vikam Amarava Ona. What this means is that there's a time where we expect, there's an expectation of when uh, her period will come. And so during that time period, without getting into all the specific details, during that time period, they are supposed to refrain from having marital relations out of concern that she will have her period uh, uh, either immediately before they have marital relations or during um, and therefore, it's an act which is uh, a prohibitive act. They're not allowed to have marital relations during that time. And so therefore, out of concern, because we are expecting her period to come, there's uh, a 12-hour uh, um, time period where we say that they shouldn't have marital relations. So Rashi says it's true. This is a rabbinic, pro, a rabbinic uh, decree uh, that they shouldn't have marital relations because of the expectation of the period coming. However, if he's going away on a trip, so then that's pushed aside so that they could have marital relations. Others say that, no, uh, we don't go that far. It means that it's to provide proper attention. You still have to provide proper attention and and uh, give attention to your wife when you are uh, all the time, but especially when you are going on a trip. The Gemara then says an interesting line, Mitradi. The Gemara then says this idea of specifically when you are going away, it's only if you're going away for personal reasons. If you're going away for personal reasons, uh, but if you're going away for a mitzvah, if the reason why you're going away, you're going on a trip is for a mitzvah, so then these rules do not apply. The fact that you have to uh, be connected to your wife, uh, according to Rashi, in, um, through matter relations, and that there's this obligation, that doesn't apply for a mitzvah. The reason why it doesn't apply for a mitzvah is because Rashi says either because you are completely involved in the mitzvah, you're engrossed in the mitzvah, and therefore you're not able to uh, provide that proper attention to your wife, or because we're concerned that you're going to be so involved in providing attention to your wife that you're going to forget about uh, performing the mitzvah. So it doesn't apply if you're going on a trip for the purposes of a mitzvah. The Gemara now continues. We have a few more lines in the Gemara, very interesting lines. Tanara Banan, especially uh, when it comes to the context that uh, we have to emphasize how much we care about Honoring and uh, uh, women and uh, giving proper respect towards women, these Gemaras are very, very important. Tanar it's taught in Abraisa. It says that one who uh, loves has to, he has to who loves his wife like himself. He loves his wife like as as himself but honors her more than himself. So the Maharal says that when it comes to love, it's very hard, difficult to, to love a person as much as yourself. In fact, when it comes to the mitzvah, they have to love another like as yourself. Um, many have pointed out that that's an exaggeration. It doesn't mean the feeling of love, but it means in terms of action. Don't do to others what you don't want to have being done to yourself. 
the feeling itself of loving another person, you love yourself, it's natural and normal and very difficult to change that you love yourself more than you love others. But when it comes to your, so when it comes to your wife, it says to love your wife as yourself. But when it comes to honoring her, you have to honor her more than yourself. Because honor, you could honor her more than yourself. Um, and uh, just to take a second off before we continue the next line, although it's in the middle of a statement, the Rambam, Maimonides, he has a very beautiful um, elaboration on this uh, on this Gemara where he says that it's in both directions. It's not just from the husband to the wife. It's from the wife to the husband and how the husband has to honor his wife more than himself and he also has to buy her presents and not just at specific times, but also when she doesn't expect it uh, so that uh, she sees that he is interested in her and cares about her and how he always has to speak calmly at home and there shouldn't still fear and awe in the home and how the wife also has responsibilities to her husband that she has to honor him as well and uh, she should also uh, provide for him and listen listen to him um, and through this, through giving, through uh, creating a culture of giving to each other, of showing interest to each other, that is the way of a holy and pure uh, marriage. And that's what the focus should be. The focus on the marriage should be giving towards each other and uh, showing that you are interested in each other's lives. But if a person does this, and they're also their children are following in the correct ways, and they marry their children off at the right time of maturity, which itself is a, is a big discussion. What is exactly does that mean? Somebody who does this, the verse says, um, It's this verse that there will be peace, that if a person does this, so they provide the proper attention, and they have their children follow in the right ways, and they're providing attention to their entire family, uh, so then there will be peace in their home. Uh, the Gemara now concludes one last line. Ha'oiv es shchenov, v'amakarv es krovov. Somebody who loves their neighbors and they bring close to their relatives. They have a good relationship with people. V'hanoses basachoso. They marry. There's the Gemara says there, there's a value to marrying your sister's uh, daughter that a person is allowed to allowed, and there's a value in marrying your niece to marry an aunt. For a nephew to marry an aunt is a prohibition, is a Torah prohibition, but for an uncle to marry a niece is viewed as of great value. Um, and it says specifically your sister's daughter. Some say, although it's a dispute, some say as opposed to your brother's daughter, your sister's daughter, you have uh, a closer similarity to, some explain. And so therefore you're marrying somebody who's more similar to, to you. It's a, According to the Gemara, there's a way of figuring out who's more similar to you. Um, or, or and another case is where a person lends money to a poor person when it's difficult for him, what does it mean it's difficult for him? The simple explanation is that it's difficult when the poor person is going through a difficult time and you lend money to the poor person or someone explained that no, it's referring to the lender, that the lender is going through a difficult time. So when a lender is going through a difficult time and he still gives, he financially is going through a difficult time, but the person can't say, you know what, I'm going through a difficult time, so uh, I have to give up on, on the mitzvah of tzedakah. No, you still say, I'm still going to give money to tzedakah. Love a of Omer there, the Pasuk says, when you call out, then when you call out of Hashem Yana, Hashem will answer Toshia by Yomer, Tashua Yomer Hineni. When you scream out, so Hashem will say, Here I am. That a person who does all these things, so then Hashem will respond when they call out uh, to God. So these are some very interesting Gemaras that discuss the value, the great value of marriage and how to. Uh, 
uh, well, uh, the responsibilities of marriage and providing proper attention and uh, care and concern and honor within a marriage. Um, and we will continue with this topic in next week's recording.